she's a fancy she's promiscuous she's a fancy lady of the night who <laughs> y'all but she gives it away for free because so yeah well but, no not really because those uh dates she has to go on first that's true they pay which they pay for that ain't free baby that's true that's true honey child she gets dinner out of it i suppose i've been doing it wrong <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, girl. You need to take some notes next time you're watching Golden Girls. I guess. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to our Rebels. We are your hosts, I'm Dee, and I'm Roxy. Welcome back, like I said. Today we are going to talk about our favorite old biddies, the Golden Girls! Yay! I love these girls. So sassy. But first, Roxy, what you been doing? I've been playing Pokemon Shield, uh... Boyfriend and I are into it right now because of you and your brother-in-law. <laughs> he so graciously gifted us with this wonderful gift. Uh, he literally gave us each like our own copy of it. He gave him sword and I got shield. And uh, yeah, and I started off with Sobble because I'm a water type of person. I love my water Pokemon. I mean, I like all of them, but he's just so cute. He looks so sad. I just needed to pick him, you know, just yeah but anyway i like him and the game is so cute it's so fun and we were playing it together and Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. definitely the best part of it is playing with people 100 percent agreed because i'd already played it once but Mm. because they started playing it again i was like well i really want my copy and then i realized that my save data didn't get saved so i had to start all over again so i started i looked into what's the best pokemon to start with what's you know what's going to be the best longevity wise and it was Sobble. so i also picked Sobble. hell yeah <laughs> and so you know you have to match your pokemon so i've been wearing mainly blue and black blue's the best well red is but anyway <laughs> um that's why the first time i played i picked um Oh, Scorcher. Oh, gosh, what's his... Scorbunny. Scorbunny. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I named him Scorcher, so I yeah. never remember his name. Yeah. Um, he was so cute, too, though. He is. And I miss his, like, little kick when he would do, like, his Max Flare thing. He would juggle a soccer ball and then, like, kick it at the person. But also kind of, like, the sassy, like, point their finger, just like, Ugh, just die. Yeah. Unstoppable, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I got so obsessed with it that I already beat it. Again. Again. <laughs> I know. I'm still in the wild area. I still haven't made it to my first gym. Uh, so you get lost in there, but not like lost, lost, but like lost in time there. Just, yeah. It's just so much to do. And like, I just want to explore every little leaf of grass and like everything. And I want to get every single Pokemon. So mm-hmm. like, I want to get like a couple of each because I want to have each single evolution. Like mm-hmm. I want to have a first evolution, a second and you know, so on and so forth. I have all the Eevees. Oh, for real? Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> going to be my favorite part because Eevee's my favorite. So. Yes. So, you know, I, I got hooked on playing it again. Then last week, my brother and I came over here and we stayed here kind of late just doing max raids. Yes. Uh, Dynamax max raids. raids. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Alright, who has what? Who has this one? Alright, who's okay, whose turn is it now? Alright, let's go. Yeah. It was like so much fun. It was like our eight-year-old selves would have been like, this is what the dream was as a yep. grown-up. It was amazing. Yep, yep, yep. And we had snacks. Uh, we were just like having our adult beverages, just <laughs> chilling out, having fun. It was so fun. It was, and uh, because I was the highest level. I would just come in there and just be like one shot their person and <laughs> before anybody else could do anything I'm like sorry they're like D <laughs> <laughs> um I'm also a millionaire I'm there now uh of course everywhere you go you're the million dollar woman <laughs> yeah <laughs> except for in real life <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I'm great at fake money <laughs> <laughs> But I can't share like I can with... You can? Can't. Oh. Yeah. Can't share like I can in Animal Crossing. Because I was just over there playing Animal Crossing with you guys again, like, earlier this week. And gave you guys 150,000 bells each. Mm -hmm. Cha-ching, (laughs) cha-ching. She's a, a godmother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that was my other thing I was going to say. Like, um, with Animal Crossing, I've been kind of obsessed with that. Like, I've been, um, I kind of have put down shields. I haven't been really advanced with that because I've been on Animal Crossing just trying to increase my, you know, money, productivity on there because I want to make a peer on there and I've been trying to find a way to do it. And um, also, I've been helping my mom play to get established with that. But honestly, in the short amount that she's played she's already almost surpassed me which is just insane that is insane crazy she is a beast when it comes to animal crossing i think you know and it's funny because growing up she never really liked playing video games and she's the type of person that will move her whole body with the the controller and she like has to look at the controller to figure out which button so it's really cute and it's funny but she like picked it up like that it's so funny because she like showed us a bunch of stuff that we didn't even know about i was like how the hell did you like figure that out like she went from playing on her phone all these little games to her phone and her new obsession is now animal crossing so i don't know just to me it's a good thing i guess and then i get to play with her we send each other gifts so it's cool yeah that is so cool i wish my mom would play animal crossing yeah Uh, other than that, I just finished watching the live-action Cowboy Bebop, and it was interesting. Um, there was a lot of parts where I was like, oh, I don't like this. There were some parts where I like, oh, I kind of like this, because I really like the anime, although I did bitch a lot about the ending. Um, it was a lot of emotions. It was very emotional, because I loved the anime, and it's developed a cult following for a reason. It's it's good. And it's, it's like Firefly. Yes, I love Firefly. Yeah, it's so good um yeah in the ending it's not what i wanted but that's why it's so good mm-hmm. because it's so mm-hmm. different and it's not what you want exactly. and that's kind of like how life is anyway um and uh, live action in a way you could say that it's not what you want and that's just how life is but Touché. it's just so different from the anime so anyway um it was canceled it just had a lot of bad reviews so who knows what's in the future for them but I really love the actor who played Jet. I thought he was amazing, and I hope he gets to do more projects in the future because he was just so great. Outside of Netflix? Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, what is new with you, Dee? Well, I like murder mystery stuff, and so my new favorite YouTube channel is That Chapter, and the host is Mike, and he goes literally all over the world looking at murder cases and 
most of them are solved or like, you know, the court cases have already happened. But he goes into detail on the people involved and the criminal investigation and things like that. I really like the way he does it. And he's just funny. Nice. So that, you know. He makes murder fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's like Bailey Sarian's, you know, thing, but she does makeup with hers. He just, he literally stands there and talks about it. And then he'll have the news report if somebody was missing and like the news reporters will talk about it. There have been a few that were from our area that he's talked about. I was like, holy crap. I didn't even know that happened here. Okay. Yeah. And there's uh, one that I was like, oh, I remember that one. He tells the story so well that it just, it draws you in. And you don't necessarily have to watch it because he can visually describe stuff enough to where you don't have to like pay attention to the video. Nice. So speaking of murder, I went really into Fortnite again. (laughs) Nice segue. But the one thing that I don't love is the no building right now. Because I was like the building queen in Fortnite. You were dethroned. Yeah. But I only ever built to get up to the roof or to, you know... um, Build a shelter or something. Yeah, to heal. I never really used it like that in combat unless the other person is too. And then I start fucking with their shit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It's a double-edged sword. I love building, but I hate building at the same time. What I'll do, though, if they're building bitches, is I'll just destroy their bottom level and make them fall. (laughs) Nice. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. So, you spoke about Animal Crossing. Remember last time I was kind of bitching about not being a five-star island? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I've been having a five-star island for a couple weeks now. Woo! Party! Yeah, it was when I finally was like, about time did I just do one more sneeze and it was finally a five-star <laughs> island? <laughs> right? Jesus. You needed just like one more flower petal. <laughs> Apparently. I think what it was, though, was I had too many flowers in one area. Isn't that ironic? That's so funny. I was trying to breed them so I can get different colors, okay? God. They were so rude about it. Yeah, just their whole rating system is, I don't know, I just feel like sometimes it's a little finicky. No, I agree. Alright, so let's move on to our new segment. We have Terror Bane, which is an adventure RPG, and that's coming out April 1st on the PC and the Switch. Terrabane is a comedic adventure where bugs are your friends. Enjoy exploring a crazy and outlandish world full of unique, quirky characters. Challenge the developer with your creativity and be the bane of errors. So, that one looked pretty interesting. I want to play, but I don't want to pay full price to play it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, since I'm playing Resident Evil Zero, there's so many bugs. I'm just kind of bugged out right now, to be honest. <laughs> you see what I did there? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving on. The next game is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. That's an action adventure coming out April 7th on the PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series XS, and the Switch. Play through all nine Star Wars saga films in a brand new Lego video game unlike any other. Experience fun-filled adventures, whimsical humor, and the freedom to fully immerse yourself in the Lego Star Wars galaxy. 
this one looks so fun. I just love the Lego games. I was games, gonna so. say, I just love the Lego games too. They're just fun to play and they're adorable. I know. Like, I love the Lego movies. They're just, ah, so yeah. fun. Craggle. It's so fun. And then we have Forgive Me Father. And this is an action first person shooter. And the official launch is April 7th, although it was originally released October 26th. And it's coming out on the PC. And this is a dark retro horror first person shooter set in a comic book style world inspired by the novels of H.P. Lovecraft. As the only one left with full senses, you begin a journey in search of answers and relief. How long can you last? Looks so awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But then again, it's a horror game. Yes, exactly. I know. I was like, I saw you like, you look so excited. (laughs) Yeah. This is one of those we might have to like really check out Mm because. Um, it just looks really awesome. So and now it has a PC that it can actually play games on. Hell yeah. <laughs> Get it. And then we have Out There, Oceans of Time. It's an adventure game coming out April 7th on the PC. And this is a game about space exploration that puts you at the helm of an interstellar mission of discovery spanning a vast and vibrant cosmos. Yeah, so it just looked very visually pleasing. Yeah, it looked awesome, and I love anything with sci fi and outer space. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it looked cool. Yeah. And then we have Colonel Cross, the Radical Dreamers Edition, and this one's coming out on the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch, coming out April 7th. And of course, it's an RPG game. This is an HD remaster of Chrono Cross, and it's an RPG that transcends time and space, unfolding across two interlinked parallel worlds. Um, yeah, I know this nerd. I um, I live with them, and uh, they love this game. Honestly, I didn't even hear about the game until your boyfriend. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, it reminds me like of kind of like Final Fantasy type yeah. stuff. I like the music in it. He was playing it on the Switch and uh, yeah, so it looks cool. That'll be interesting. Yeah. And then finally we have Road 96 and this is an adventure dystopian game coming out April 14th on the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series XS. Summer of 1996. Today is the day you hit the road. Adventure. Freedom. Escape. Run. Flee the regime. Try to survive. Hitchhike your way to freedom in this crazy, procedurally generated road trip. No one's road is the same. Uh, this one was really fun. Um, I think there's a little bit of like, it's fun, but like, I think the backstory's a little, there's a little bit of like a little sadness there, but mm-hmm. uh, it looked interesting. One of the things that intrigued me, I'm like, why 96 of all the years? Yeah, that's what I thought too. Like, it's almost like it was like futuristic years in 1996. So, yeah. And for movies, coming out April 1st is Morbius, rated PG-13. Biochemist Michael Morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but when his experiment goes wrong, he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. Whoopsies! (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) And that stars Jared Leto and Matt Smith. Hello. The Doctor. Doctor? I'm like, if it has Matt Smith in it, can it be as bad as people are claiming it is? Just say It could be. No, shut up. I'm sorry. (laughs) Stories can be bad, but (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I still want to see it. I do Um, too. So we'll see what happens with that, but I don't know. 
but then again, like we were talking, you've never read any of the comics. I right. only read a couple, so I can't make an informed decision of if it's close to the actual story of it or not. And I know other people can. Maybe that's why people don't like it. I don't know. Yeah, it could be a thing like it's because it's not like the comics. That's why they don't like it. Kind of like our hatred with Resident yep. Evil, the live action, because it's not close to the movie. So I get that. So, well, I guess we'll have to see. And the next movie coming up again on the first is The Contractor, which is rated R. Involuntarily discharged from the army, a special force sergeant lands a contract with the private underground military force. When his very first assignment goes awry, the elite soldier finds himself hunted and on the run, caught in a dangerous conspiracy and fighting to stay alive long enough to get home and uncover the truth of those who betrayed him. And that's Chris Pine and Jillian Jacobs, who are the stars. This movie kind of reminds me of the storyline from Resident Evil 6 with Sherry and Jake Mueller, where she thinks she's working for the good guys and turns out to be not so much. Yikes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like you were saying, like an action film, but uh, yeah, it looked like it might be still interesting, though. Yeah, I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, it's just another action movie, but it could be good. I mean, I'm not going to knock it, because when was the last time we had a really good action movie? Yeah. I don't know. I just lose track of stuff. (laughs) Then we have a very special movie called You Won't Be Alone, rated R. In 19th century Macedonia, a young girl is kidnapped and transformed into a witch by an ancient spirit. Curious about life as a human, the witch accidentally kills a peasant in a nearby village and takes her victim's shape to live life in her skin. Her curiosity ignited, she continues to wield this horrific power to understand what it means to be human. The actors are Nomi Rapus and Elise Anglaire. It looks really, really good, and I'm not saying I never watch movies with subtitles on it, because this is all in Macedonian language, but sometimes it's hard for my ADHD brain to follow along, but I think this is one that I'd be willing to go see, because it looks good. Yeah, it looked really good. It's got the creepiness and the flitchiness and the, yeah, it looks good. It seems very intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then, April 8th, we have Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yes! It's rated PG. After settling in Green Hills, Sonic is eager to prove that he has what it takes to be a true hero. His test comes when Dr. Robotnik returns with a new partner, Knuckles, in search of a mystical emerald that has the power to destroy civilizations. Sonic teams up with his own sidekick, Tails, and together they embark on the globe-trotting journey to find the emerald before it falls into the wrong hands. And the entire cast is coming back, plus Idris Elba. As Red Sonic. I mean, Knuckles. You know, we're mad, call him Red Sonic. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's not a hedgehog, he's an echidna, or whatever he says. 
whatever <laughs> yeah oh, i'm excited because i love the first song and we loved it we were cracking up the whole time and loved jim carrey as dr robotnik and yeah it was fun i've only seen part of the first one i really really liked it but i haven't finished it yet yeah you have to watch it also coming out on the 8th is ambulance rated r Needing money to cover his wife's medical bills, a decorated veteran teams up with his adoptive brother to steal $32 million from a Los Angeles bank. However, when their getaway goes spectacularly wrong, the desperate thieves hijack an ambulance that's carrying a severely wounded cop and an EMT worker. Caught in a high-speed chase, the two siblings must figure out a way to outrun the law while keeping their hostages alive. And this has Jake Gyllenhaal, and Yaya Abdul Mateen, the second. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw another trailer for this besides the one that I sent to you, and so it reminds me of this one GTA player, Mickey, and he like makes these crazy getaway plans from banks and stuff in GTA. And GTA 5 RP is all set in Los Santos, which is LA. Yeah, and so like it makes me want to see this movie even more. He always jams out to music when he's like getting away. And one of the parts in the clip was like, Sailing takes me away where I always. You know that song? No. (gasps) (laughs) So, anyway, they sing Sailing and they're jamming out to it. And that's something Mickey would do a thousand percent. (laughs) And then I watched one of his streams and he was watching the trailer for it too. And his reaction was exactly my reaction. So, I was like, okay. I'm not the only one that thinks that's Mickey. Okay, cool. So I was excited. Honestly, I didn't like it. I, okay, honestly, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I might be a good movie. I might be surprised, but I wasn't like, ah, I need to see this movie. So I'm like, eh. I think the only reason I'm so excited is because that it reminds you of from- that. Yeah, so you got to see this. Yeah. Time to talk about our favorite old videos. Yeah. We've been just chilling here with our Bahama Mamas. Oh, yeah. Good time. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. So, The Golden Girls is an American sitcom created by Susan Harris that aired on NBC, which for some reason growing up, I thought it was on, or not growing up, but like later in life, I was thinking it was ABC. So, I was wrong. It started September 14th. 1985. Good year. Good year. <laughs> <laughs> Final episode was May 9th, 1992, with a total of 180 half-hour episodes spanning seven seasons. It's a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> it features an ensemble cast, and the plot revolves around four older single women sharing a Miami home, three widows, one divorced. The owner of the house is widow Blanche Devereaux, who was joined by fellow widow Rose Nyland and a divorced Dorothy Zabornak after both responded to an ad on a bulletin board of a local grocery store a year before the series started. In the pilot episode, the three are joined by Dorothy's 80-year-old widowed mother, Sophia Petrillo. After the retirement home where she had been living has burned down, which Dorothy always threatened to send her back to. Shady Pines, ma. Shady Pines. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. 
Oh my gosh. I freaking love this series. I just have so many fond memories of just binging this show. It's just, to me, it's just so comforting. I don't have to like think about it so much, but it's so entertaining. It's just so good. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. So, um, we all know that great theme song. Thank you for being afraid. Yeah. It's by Andrew Gold, performed by Cynthia Fee. It was released in 1978. Yeah. So it wasn't originally written for the show, but... It fits perfectly. Perfect. Yeah. Um, there was one of the things that was saying like they were trying to originally get a Barbara Streisand song, but because obviously money reasons, <laughs> uh, yeah, they ended up going with this song, but it is just so perfect for it anyway. I can't imagine another different song for it. Right? It's very iconic. It's like trying to change the Friends theme song. So. Thank you for being <laughs> friend. The show was shot on a videotape in front of a live studio audience. Many episodes of the series followed a similar format or theme. Like, for example, one or more of the women would become involved in some sort of problem and then often involving other family members, men, or heavy topics like an ethical dilemma. And then at some point, they would all gather around the kitchen table and discuss their problem, often while they're eating some cheesecake, ice cream, or some, you know, dessert or other yummy foods. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the other girls would then tell a story from her own life, which would somehow be related to the problem, though Rose occasionally regaled the others with a nonsense story that had nothing to do with the situation. And then Sophia told outrageous made-up stories. Picture this. Picture this. And um, some episodes featured flashbacks to previous episodes or flashbacks to events that were not shown in previous episodes or to events that occurred before this series began. Though the writing was mostly comical, dramatic moments and sentimental endings were included in several episodes. Yeah, uh, I just recently watched the first episode, and it was just so good right off the bat. I feel like a, a lot of uh, a lot of shows have a you know that problem where it's become a thing where like you just have to get over the first couple episodes, maybe mm-hmm. even the first season, and then it gets good. Whereas right off the bat, I just thought it was great. I agree because I recently watched it, and I was like, damn, this is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still holds up, and that was in '85. Yeah, I know, just a couple of years ago. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's just so good. Yeah, um, I just love that type of humor. It's Me just, too. It's not on the nose. It's just simple, there it is humor. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I just like that. I agree. And there's also like the super dry humor too in it. <laughs> and super sarcastic. Yes. It's like everything that I love all in one. Yes. Speaking of that, let's get into the characters. The first character we're going to talk about is Dorothy Zabornak, played by Beatrice Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> Sounds fancy. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Dorothy is a substitute teacher from Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> 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 to Sicilian immigrants Sophia and Salvador, or Sal Petrillo. Dorothy becomes pregnant while still in high school, resulting in a marriage to Stanley Zabornak to legitimize the baby, because, you know... Different times. Yeah, it was different times back then. (laughs) Uh, Stan and Dorothy divorced after 38 years when Stan left the marriage for a young flight attendant. 
The marriage produced two children, Kate and Michael. She is practical, sarcastic, easily angered, a follower of current events, and frequently jokes about her supposed lack of attractiveness. I don't remember that as much, but I guess there were jokes about her not being as good looking. It's the whole, like, she's really tall and, you know. Yeah, I wonder where I got those problems from. (laughs) Oh, don't do that. Uh, I love her character. I love all the four women, but she's one of my characters just because I just love the sharp, quick wittiness of hers. I wish I was that quick when it comes to stuff. Like, when it's somebody talking to my friends in the wrong way, I can be quick like that but if somebody's talking to me i just look at them like bitch they really are talking to me like that and i'm like i can't say anything because i don't know what the hell to say right now when it comes to me i'm sitting there like living in the sunlight loving in the sunlight having a wonderful time like playing in my head and then i'm taking a shower three weeks later and i'm like oh i should have fucking said this i would have owed you you fucking bitch yeah <laughs> yeah um i think my problem is when I try, when not, not try, but when I like get into confrontations with people that's, you know, directly toward me, I try to not say certain things when I'm pissed because I know I'll regret it later, even to strangers. So you're trying to like filter yourself. Yes. And, yeah. And sometimes I filter it too much, but when it's somebody else talking to Roxy or to our, a few of our other friends, oh no, it just flows out and it's like, Gold just comes out of my mouth when I'm standing up for somebody else. Mom bear mode. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yep. Yeah. Appreciates you. <laughs> now, my girl, Rose Nyland, played by Betty White, is a Norwegian American from a small farming town of St. Olaf, Minnesota. That's right. I said Minnesota. Minnesota. Not too strong of an accent, but just there. Just a little bit. Often naive. I almost said native. Mm-hmm. Often- <laughs> Often mate. <laughs> Try again. Often naive and known for her peculiar stories of life growing up in her hometown, Rose was happily married to Charlie Nyland, with whom she had five children daughters Kirsten, Bridget, and Ganilla, and sons Adam and Charlie Jr., which, poor Ganilla. Anyway, upon <laughs> it's a very Swedish name, which you know I, I I understand that tradition and all. Upon Charlie's death, she moved to Miami. She eventually finds work at a grief counseling center, but later switches careers and becomes an assistant to a consumer reporter, Enrique Mas, at a local TV station. <laughs> she is sweet, kind, and very competitive. Many jokes about Rose focus on her particular lack of intelligence, which she proved later that she is quite intelligent, just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know I love Rose. She's so sweet and she's super always like caring and she always means well. And I do love that she's just so pure. She's in that pure way. as driven snow. Jesus. <laughs> that chick, some of her stories she had. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But, but she was always like a good girl like in the yeah. first episode she couldn't even lie about like she like kept telling the cashier no 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 you're undercharging me for this yeah. it was more than that and yeah so that's just how Rose Nyland is that's very true very true 
And then we have a girl, Blanche Deverell, played by Rue McClanahan. She is a Southern Belle employed at an art museum. Born into a wealthy family, Blanche grew up on a plantation outside of Atlanta, Georgia, prior to her relocation to Miami, where she lived with her husband, George, until his death. Their marriage produced six children, daughters Jeanette and Rebecca, and sons Doug, Biff, Skippy, and Matthew, which... Poor Biff. Biff Poor Skippy, too. I mean, poor Doug, too. Shit. Just throw the whole fucking clan. Like, what, what's going on? Teach me how to What's going on with these things, people? <laughs> Tradition! <laughs> A widow, Blanche is portrayed as self-absorbed and man-hungry. She's a man-eater. She has two sisters, Virginia and Charmaine, <laughs> and a younger brother, Clayton. Many of the jokes about Blanche focus on her promiscuity. She's a fancy... She's promiscuous. She's a fancy lady of the night. <laughs> oh, yes. But she gives it away for free, because, yeah. Well, but, no, not really, because those uh, dates she has to go on first. That's true, They pay, which they pay for. That ain't free, baby. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Honey top. She gets dinner out of it, I suppose. I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl. You need to take some notes next time you're watching Golden Girls. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> her character is just always fun like i just love it i just think it's fun and i don't know it just doesn't get old i know like they each have their set things but i i love it i i can just picture her going how dare and you're like (laughs) you know how you go how dare (laughs) yes i like it (laughs) are you the you hate me and you want me to die (laughs) i was saying it like her yeah You loathe me, you want me to perish. <laughs> you loathe me. We also have Estelle Getty, and she plays Sophia Petrillo, who is Dorothy's mother, and she was born in Sicily. Sophia moved to New York after fleeing an arranged marriage to Guido Spirelli. She married Salvador Petrillo, with whom she had three children, Dorothy, Gloria, and Phil. Initially arrested of the Shady Pines retirement home after having a stroke prior to the start of the series, she moved in with Blanche, Rose, and Dorothy following a fire at the institution, like we previously said. Uh, and she is portrayed as a quick-witted, straight talker, and a great cook. I forget about Sophia, too. She's freaking hilarious with her stories. And she and Rose are tied for my favorites. And then it's... I don't, I don't know who I like better. Blanche or Dorothy. I mean, you like them all for yeah. the different reasons, but yeah. I know I just I love her stories, mm-hmm. and even though she can be a little crass sometimes, she still <laughs> loves them. You know, true. So, costume designer Judy Evans created distinctive looks for each of the four actresses to suit their characters' personalities and to reflect the Florida setting. According to Evans, I wanted a sexy, soft, and flowing look for Blanche. Oh yeah, she was always oh, yeah. like polished high-end jewelry and just i could almost smell her perfume through the tv i knew she smelled fancy (laughs) she got on that gucci yeah um a tailored and pulled together look for dorothy she always looked like she was going to the office or Mm -hmm. yeah she's a teacher um and then a down-home look for rose she looked like a mom at the time yep and comfort for sophia 
she pulled it off. She was always wearing her little nightgowns and stuff. <laughs> I would like the little sweaters they would put on. Uh, almost said Estelle. I mean, technically, right? But, yeah, um, Sophia. Yeah. Sophia. So the costume department in this one did a fantastic job. So we already kind of know it's a very popular show. We're going to talk about the ratings a little bit. An instant ratings hit. The Golden Girls became an NBC staple on Saturday nights, which for some reason in my head, before looking this up, I thought for some reason it was on Thursday nights. I don't know. To me, it seems like a weekday night thing. Right? I don't know. <laughs> this is weird. It kind of is mind-boggling, right? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to the bar tonight. I'm going to stay in and watch <laughs> the Golden Girls. So, yeah. The show was an anchor of NBC's Saturday Night lineup and almost always won its time slot as ABC and CBS struggled to find shows to compete against it. The most notable being ABC's Lucille Ball sitcom, Life with Lucy. The Golden Girls was a part of a series of Brandon Tartikoff shows that put an end to the NBC's rating slump. Along with The Cosby Show, 227, Night Court, fantastic show, Miami Vice, and L.A. Law. I didn't realize L.A. Law was that old. Yeah, I've, I've heard of all these shows. I've watched The Cosby Show, and I've watched... Um, no, that's it. I've never actually watched Miami Vice, but I've heard of it. <sighs> and I've never heard of Night Court. Oh my god, Night Court was fucking phenomenal. Yeah? Yes. What is it about? It's about Night Court. Night Court. <laughs> yeah, literally. There was Judge... Uh, Oh, God, what do you call him? Um, he was a really tall, bald guy. Bailiff. A bailiff. Oh. Lawyers. Um, so was it like a daytime, like Judge Judy at night? No. Oh. It was a, com- uh, um, a series? A, a sitcom. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was cool. It was good. Nice. Real good. So the show dealt with many controversial issues, such as topics dealing with LGBTQ+, same-sex marriage, coming out, things dealing with elderly care, homelessness, immigration policy, sexual harassment, teenage pregnancies, discrimination, poverty, HIV, AIDS, discrimination against people with HIV and AIDS, racism, uh, a lot of the isms like, you know, ageism, which for its time, you know, the show started in 85 and the whole discovery of actually finding a name for AIDS was I think 82 was the first year it was actually labeled and a lot of people wouldn't even touch it with a 10-foot pole so for them to talk about it and then highlight the discrimination against people with HIV and AIDS was huge for their time yeah no I just everything that they touched upon it's an awesome show a lot of funny moments it was just also really cool that they were able to integrate these heavy topics in Mm -hmm. there they had a platform. They brought some awareness to certain topics, like, you know, day-to-day life stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. I loved it. So ABC was trying to find a show to kind of answer to Golden Girls. So they went to writer-producer Linda Bloodworth Thomason. That's an interesting name. And she created the same kind of four-woman show called designing women which i also love designing women but it was just kind of like looking back at it now I'm like yeah they're very similar they still dealt with heavy stuff and had kind of very similar characters in it too never heard of that show they lived in a hotel that was owned by one of the women 
Nice. It was like Blanche, basically. Nice. So, yeah, it was a straight up almost copy paste of Golden Girls, but in a different city. Well, I think that's really cool because it shows you like the big impression that this show left. Yes, exactly. Um, it shows you how well it actually did, especially for a show with four women as the main characters. And there's no man really needed to support them. So it was cool. So there are a couple of spinoffs that came from the Golden Girls, uh, notably the Golden Palace. It ran from September 18th of 1992 to May 7th of 1993. So only one season. And it starred the three remaining women. Blanche, Rose, and Sophia because B. Arthur didn't want to continue filming, which is why the Golden Girls ended in the first place. Yep. I mean, it lasted long enough, but it, they would have kept going if B. Arthur wanted to continue, but yep. she didn't, so. But yeah, basically, the storyline continues on. Their characters continue on. It's just basically B. Arthur's character, Dorothy. She marries off and she goes to live with her husband. And then the remaining women, um, they like buy a hotel and they basically work there and uh, shenanigans ensue. So yeah. And then we had two more spinoffs. The first one was Empty Nest from 1988 to 1995. The storyline is set in Miami and tells the day-to-day misadventures of a widow pediatrician, Harry Weston, and his two adult daughters, Barbara and Carol Weston, which I only remember it vaguely once I looked up the picture for it. I'm like, oh, I kind of remember that. So, you know, was it that memorable Uh, for me? Obviously not, but... It, I mean, it still had a you know a few uh, more seasons than I thought it did. So yeah, um, so I guess in the tie was uh, Sophia, right? Sophia and Rose both oh, were on and there. Rose, interesting, cool. And then we had the nurses from '91 to '94, and this was a show revolved around a group of nurses working at the same Miami hospital as Empty Nest Doctor Weston. So, obviously, that's a tie-in mm-hmm. from, you know, everything. And both Rose and Sophia both appeared on there, too. Oh, that's cool. All right, guys. It's been a while. We were blue-balled since our Princess Bride episode. But finally, we're about to get our rocks off with Roxy. Okay, my darlings. Let's take a moment to relax and let it all out. Take a deep breath in and breathe out. And again, breathe in and breathe out. Picture this. It's vacation time. No worries to fret about or deadlines to meet. Feel that warm sun on your skin. Feel the cool Floridian air filling up your lungs. On your left hand, a cold refreshing mixed drink. Tropical flavors mixing in with the salty air. On your right hand, another cold refreshing drink for later. It's times like these we should remember WWTGGD. What would the Golden Girls do? Be like Dorothy and lose yourself in that book you've been meaning to read for years. Be like Rose and be free with yourself to interact with the world. Be like Sophia and cook up something delicious to warm your soul. Be like Blanche and go shopping. 
Because that's what pretty girls do. Remember, you got this. Now go get yourself a new pair of shoes, doll face. I love it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't you guys just feel so relaxed? Just got that like afterwards glow on you. Just like, yeah. I really want to go sit in the beach though. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> Maybe that kind of backfired. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, you know, we just got our rocks off, so uh, why don't we talk about a little uh, fun facts and trivia for the Golden Girls. I said Furls. <laughs> the Golden Girls. <laughs> the series finale of the Golden Girls was watched by 27.2 million viewers, which was nuts considering, think about that now, I can't think of another show that would come close to getting that. I think there's too many shows now, too many different things for people to watch stuff on. Yeah, that's true. And there's too many options. And back then, people would like make time and like schedule and be like, oh, the TV show's on and all that. And um, but now, like, you can watch anything on the go, like on your phone or your tablet, which true that changes the algorithm a little bit, you <laughs> know. A little. Golden Girls topped the Nielsen's highest rated show after Betty White's death. About 41% of people who watched all 180 episodes of Golden Girls on Hulu during the first week of 2022 were aged 35 to 49, binging a total of 384 million minutes of the show. I think Betty White might have been missed. A little bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> Another fun fact, the show only originally intended to have five seasons, but B. Arthur agreed to stay on for two more. So, pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. It's pretty neat. Pretty neat. Although there were four women living in the house, there were always only three chairs around the famous kitchen table. And that was strictly due to the limits of filming, you know, to avoid either squeezing all four shoulder to shoulder or having one of the actresses with her back to the camera. B. Arthur was always giving the center chair, both because of her height and also in order to catch her priceless facial expressions in reaction to either Blanche's remembrance of her countless sexual encounters or Rose's St. Olaf stories or Sophia's picture it monologues. Most logically within the house, the missing chair on, this, on that side is because the table is pushed against the little fourth wall of the kitchen, which, yeah. Uh... I guess I never really like thought of that, and because I always felt like it was usually only the th like three of them at night sitting there, and Sophia would walk in, but she'd always be standing in by the island anyway. Well, and then sometimes it was like Blanche coming; it was always somebody coming in, right? You know, to join them, like, "Oh, you're up now," mm -hmm. kind of thing for that cheesecake, dog. Hell yeah. B. Arthur initially resisted efforts to be cast in the series. She saw it as redundant for her and Rue McClanahan to essentially reprise their roles from Maude, with Betty White more or less in her same role from The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Arthur finally agreed when McClanahan told her that she and White decided to swap their roles. I don't know if they so much decided to, or they just did it to get B. Arthur to join so they could do the show. You know what I mean? She yeah, kind of. It seemed like she was throwing a temper tantrum, and they just wanted to get it done. Yeah, like, let's just do it. 
Which, That's you know, interesting. It, it turned out great. Yeah, but- it did. Like, I know about the show mod, but I never watched it. And I also know about the Mary Tyler Moore show, but I've never watched it either. And uh, basically, Rue and Betty White played the same roles, but they were switched. Like, mm-hmm. Rue played the ditzy one, and Betty White played, like, the, the promiscuous more promiscuous girl. lady. Yeah, which I was like, that's weird. <laughs> that's like trying, I'm trying to picture Rose being that way. That's hard, but yeah, that's cool. It took 45 minutes to transform Estelle Getty into Sophia, which they did fantastic because even watching it now, like, I looked to see if you could see the makeup, but no. Yeah, for the longest time, I didn't know that she was younger, and I just thought it was awesome. Round of applause for them, because Jesus. Uh, Estelle Getty played Sophia on five different shows. Golden Rose, obviously, Golden Palace, Empty Nest, Blossom, eh? and Nurses. Betty White played Rose and Island in four different shows, Empty Nest, Nurses, The Golden Girls, and The Golden Palace. I don't think I ever watched Empty Nest or The Nurses, but I did watch Golden Palace, which was very interesting. Very interesting, because I was highly confused. I thought it was still Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I knew I watched any of the other ones besides Golden Girls, but um, yeah. According to Betty White, she and B. Arthur did not get along throughout the series, which I knew B. Arthur didn't get along with a lot of people on the show, but I, for some reason, thought her and Betty White got along. Yeah, I figured that they all get along well enough because I just thought their chemistry was so great. But that just means they're really professional and they were good at what they did. Woo! I like that outlook. Both Estelle... Uh, so both Estelle Getty and B. Arthur were Jewish, not Italian. Reportedly, Getty used to ask the producers, couldn't we just make Dorothy and Sophia Jewish? But the producers wouldn't budge, unfortunately. So, yeah, I wonder how that would have been, you know, would have been interesting. The show garnered a total of 68 Emmy nominations. Ah, damn, one away. (laughs) For it being epic. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about that until you said that. Girl, you dirty. The first episode attracted more than 25 million viewers, beating out the Cosby show for the number one spot in the ratings that week. Pretty neat. This is one of the first series in its era to include openly gay and lesbian characters. The pilot episode featured the girl's openly gay personal chef, Coco. Blanche's openly gay brother, Clayton, appeared in a few episodes as well. Another episode featured an old friend of Dorothy's who was a lesbian. And at least one other episode dealt with themes of HIV and AIDS. The series had a strong following among LGTB community. I mean, makes sense. It was one of the only things that represented them. Represented yeah. them. In a positive way, yeah. And more open and, yeah. The writers of the show always try to give Sophia the raciest lines. They did this because her character had a stroke early in life, which made her unable to control things she was able to say. Which, I mean, that is something that happens after you have a stroke, so it kind of made sense. Really? Oh. I guess I never really thought about that, but I always just thought that's just how she was. Like, I felt like Dorothy always, like, 
I don't know. It just always seemed like she was kind of like that way anyway. Oh, yeah. Like, she was kind of like no BS kind of person, but maybe it got worse after she had her stroke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. In DVD commentary on an episode, Rue McClanahan said that she and Betty White used to leave each other riddles and puzzles to solve on the bulletin board in the kitchen. That is a shit that's adorable and I love it. It's so cute. That's the heartfelt shit I was waiting. Like, thinking, like, the whole show was like that and all right? four of them were like that and, like, yeah. Me too. And then when I heard that it wasn't, I was like, oh, that kind of... Aww. Aww. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not crying inside. <laughs> Uh, just prior to the series, Rue McClanahan and Betty White appeared together in episodes of Mama's Family in 1983, and they had semi-regular roles on there. Fucking love Mama's Family. Oh, I think you were telling me about this show. Yes, I, I never was. saw it. Mm, fantastic. It's very similar vein to Golden Girls, like that type of humor and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Mama doesn't fuck around. Fuck around with Mama and find out. I'm telling you. <laughs> At the request of Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, who was reputedly a big fan, the cast of the Golden Girls performed several skits as the characters at the 1988 Royal Variety Performance in London. Mmm, fancy. Very fancy. Indeed. Indubitably. Quite. Mm, yes, yes. <laughs> B. Arthur was uh, not close to the other cast members. Um, yeah, she did not stay in touch with the other Golden Girls after the show ended, which, again, so surprising to me, honestly. But I'm kind of surprised that she didn't at least reach out a couple times, but then I'm like, you know what? I don't really talk to a lot of people I used to work with either. But TV shows seem different. Her acting seems different. Um, I, I think it's just because the show did such a good job of you know, it just made it seem super real to me. And that's why I just expected that to be real. Like, that same relationship on the show to be translated into mm-hmm. real life. So, that was on me. My bad. <laughs> but, apparently, she was not very pleasant. So, yes. yeah. Which was really sad. Because I like her character. So, yeah. True. The girls indulged in more than 100 cheesecakes over the series' seven-year run. However, B. Arthur actually hated cheesecake. I guess she hated everything. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what she gets. Yeah, well, cheesecake is amazing. Girl, you bought for that. So. Yeah, I concur. Betty White passed away, as we know, December 31st, 2021, having outlived the other lead stars. B. Arthur passed away April 25th, 2009, followed by Estelle Getty, who passed away July 22nd, 2008, and Rue McClanahan passed away June 3rd, 2010. Sad, sad days, guys. Yeah. I mean, you knew it was going to happen, but you didn't want it to happen, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, at least, you know, they have a legacy, you know. True. They have such great things. Okay, so let's, let's not dwell on their passing. Uh, let's celebrate them by... Uh, Playing a little quote game. Yay! I like games. So, what we're going to do is we're going to give each other a quote from a character of the four main characters. And we will have to try to guess which character said it. You ready? Let's do it! The first quote. 
Go to sleep, sweetheart. Pray for brains. Ah, uh, that sounds like a Dorothy quote. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even see the face. Right? I was trying not to say it like her. It was very hard. <laughs> All right. Who said this, Steve? Look, you didn't ask me for my opinion, but I'm old, so I'm giving it anyway. Sophia? <laughs> nice. Okay, okay, okay. How about this one? They're all buying t-shirts, you know, the ones that say today is the first day of the end of your life. I'm gonna guess Rose? <laughs> Dorothy? Yep. Damn. <laughs> Damn it, I got it wrong. Uh, it's good, it's good, it's cool, it's cool. I will say that was one of the harder ones, though. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one. Good one. Okay. Why do blessings wear disguises? If I were a blessing, I'd run around naked. Hmm. There's two people it could be. Is it Rose? <laughs> ah! Who is it? Sophia? Sophia. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> yeah, good try, good try. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Okay, how about this one? Excuse me, Rose. Have I given any indication that I care? Oh. To me, that sounds like Dorothy. Is it Dorothy? Ah, uh, no! Uh, I'm guessing it was Blanche? <laughs> Sophia? Wow! Yeah, right? Wow! wow. Sophia's savage! Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's see. It is not easy being a mother. If it were easy, fathers would do it. Ooh, that's a good quote. Um, Blanche? <laughs> Who is it? Dorothy. Oh. I don't know. To me, even Rose could have said it. Yeah, that's like... Yeah. Good one. Good yeah. one. Okay, ready? Yeah. No one in my family has ever seen a psychiatrist. Except, of course, when they were institutionalized. <laughs> that sounds like Rose. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I thought I slipped up there at the end. Blanche? Yeah, at the very end, I almost went to her accent, so I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, institutionalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I try to say it without any infliction <laughs> or accents, because then that gives it I away. just remember her saying it. <laughs> uh, okay, um, who said this? Please forgive me. It's not my fault my cousins have been marrying each other for generations. Point? Rose. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Rose first, but I was like, maybe that's like too obvious that it's Rose. So I'm yeah. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, I like that though. It's funny. <laughs> okay. Isn't it amazing how I can feel so bad and still look so good? That's definitely Blanche. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was an easy one. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'll give you an easy one too. I'm the one to blow my own Bertuben Flugen. <laughs> Gee, I'm gonna go Sophia on that one. No. <laughs> Bones. Yeah. yeah. Condoms, Rose. Condoms, condoms, condoms. <laughs> it sounds like Dorothy to me. Yes. <laughs> I, 
I tried not to, when I said rose, I was like, shit. That was okay. Rose. <laughs> 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 like, like she always Yes. yes. Uh, okay. <sighs> okay, uh, this is another easy one. It's wonderful dating in Miami. Every single man under 80 sells cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Blanche? Rose? Dorothy. What? <laughs> Dorothy. Woo! Damn! Dorothy was also a promiscuous girl. Okay. <laughs> I know it looks square, but I'm like my father's tractor. I take a while to warm up, but once I get going, I can turn up the topsoil till the cows come home. That's Rose. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I love this one. I could vomit just looking at you. <laughs> Sophia? Blanche? Oh. Who is it? It's Dorothy. Okay. okay yeah. Okay. I knew it wasn't Rose because it wasn't. Uh, that is, it's, that's, that's rude. Yeah. It's like life's a giant weenie roast, and I'm the biggest weenie. <laughs> That's gross. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Aw. Um. Okay. I feel like crawling under the covers and eating a box of Elvita. Oh, Rose. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. 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 Jealousy is an ugly thing, Dorothy, and so are you, and I'm think backless. <laughs> that one, I think that's Sophia. Because <laughs> I remember that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one so much. Jealousy's an ugly thing, Dorothy. I like that. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you wore too much makeup and wear a slut. I was wrong. You don't wear too much makeup. <laughs> that was Rose. Because I remember her saying <laughs> And I was like... <gasps> she still called her a slut. Yep. <laughs> She's polite in that way. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I've been having a good time and there wasn't even a man in the room. Oh, that's Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Blanche. <laughs> um, okay. If I met a man who was over 70 but still looked halfway decent, I'd be on my back faster than you could say. I've fallen and I can't get up. Oh, uh, Blanche? Surprisingly, it was <laughs> Sophia. <laughs> what? <laughs> Girl got it going on. Um, I eat raw cookie dough and occasionally I run through the sprinklers and I don't wear a bathing cap. And at Christmas, I've been known to put away more than one eggnog. That sounds like Rose. <laughs> Rose quotes just seem so like, oh, that's Rose, you know? Yeah, she's so innocent. <laughs> she's, she's being naughty, yeah. but she's just like <laughs> being innocent. She's like SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I love this one. Beat it, you 50-year-old mattress. <laughs> Dorothy? It's Sophia. Okay. <laughs> right, That's a good guess. guess. One of them. That was a good guess. That was my next one. 
Um, eat dirt and die, trash. <laughs> Sophia? Oh, who was it? The boy? Oh, okay. I was so hard not to try to say it in her accent because <laughs> I remember her yelling it. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, no. Eat dirt and die. I can't do her accent now. But, like, yeah. oh my gosh, she, like, did it, like, with her shoulder thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> eat dirt die trash i can't do it oh go hug a landmine (laughs) blanche no what it's dorothy oh i meant dorothy yeah Yeah. oh my god (laughs) yeah i that's like what why do you mean no that wasn't dorothy yeah i realized i said blanche yeah, that's uh, that's my gotta bad. be my one of my favorite ones. <laughs> I love how she says it. I just love her delivery on shit. Yeah, I hate to admit it, but he melts my Hagen Doss. <laughs> that does like gross. <laughs> yes. Uh, my mistake. I thought since you look like Yoda, you were also wise. Dorothy. Blanche. Okay. <laughs> Blanche. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I feel that you've backed me into a corner, and when I'm backed into a corner, I come out fighting like a wildcat. Unless I have too much to drink, in which case I slide down the wall and make mad, passionate love on the carpet. That's Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a very not to grill. Um... If I had that money, I could have moved into a swing condo instead of living with... I better not say anything until I had my coffee. Sips coffee. A slut and a moron. Dorothy? Yes. <laughs> I know, that gave it away right there. I just love how she does it, though. I better not say anything. <laughs> okay. You furry little gnome, we feed you too much. Uh... <sighs> You furry little gnome? Yep, we feed you too much. Blanche? <laughs> Dorothy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One more. Um. It's like you people don't pay any attention to me whatsoever. Rose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Rose. Yeah. Aww. Finished. And, and the, the winner, winner is... is... Who? Roxy. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I win. I win. <laughs> Congratulations, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was just golden, my friend. I had a ton of fun researching this timeless treasure. That was super fun! Such a classic show. Love it. And next week, we are going to be talking about an awesome game. We're going to talk about Dead Island, the franchise. Who do you voodoo, bitch? Yeah! (laughs) Oh, so fun. So fun. Love it! Just a little friendly reminder, go back to our 10th episode to find out how you can win a special gift from us as a little thank you for being our fellow rebels. Yeah. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Discord, and eventually our website. Um, We're still working on that, and we're still working on Instagram, so just kind of hang in there. 
You ready to go grab some cheesecake? Let's go, my friend. To the loose, fellow rebels. You loathe me, you want me to perish. <laughs> you loathe me.